example, if you grew up in a home where strong emotions were constantly on display, right, you won't have trouble experiencing and expressing your big emotions. But think about those individuals who are in families where you're supposed to keep quiet about your feelings, right? You're not supposed to talk about it. So then you become uncomfortable letting other people know when you feel those big emotions when you feel afraid or angry or even happy and so once that emotional trap door is open your response depending on how you were raised and what you've experienced as a child could fall into one of three categories Welcome to Through the Eyes of Trauma, an inner ear agency production, where we engage in discussions regarding the impact that childhood trauma has on education, life, and living. This podcast seeks to help listeners realize the widespread impact of trauma, recognize how it is impacting the students, adults, and families, respond in a way that facilitates healing, and to actively resist re-traumatization. Join us as we tackle the hard conversations, but give tools and strategies to help you cope and begin your journey towards regulation by healing first and educating always. To receive professional development, consulting, and childhood trauma intervention services, please visit us at innerearagency.com. That's I-N-N-E-R-E-A-R-A-G-E-N-C-Y.com. Let's get into the conversation. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Through the Eyes of Trauma with me, Dr. Smith. And today our topic is the emotional trap door. Our essential question is how do negative emotions seem to arise without a cause? This episode seeks to help listeners understand how our emotions are a byproduct of what is going on within the hidden cortex of our subconscious. And so I wanted to talk about this today just because a lot of times we think these thoughts and we have these experiences or these flashbacks of experiences and they cause emotions just to come from what we think is out of nowhere, but it really is something that is trapped in our emotional trap door that's been exposed or that actually comes out because of things um, that we hear, that we see, or that we experience, right? And so our outwardly shown emotions are a response to what is going on subconsciously in our minds and affects how we see ourselves, how we see others, and how we interact with the world around us. And so let's get into the data. 95% of our thoughts are subconscious. That means that the majority of the decisions that we make, the actions that we take, our emotions and our behaviors depend on that 95% of brain activity that lies beyond our conscious awareness. And so experts estimate that the mind thinks between 60,000 and 80,000 thoughts a day. Think about that. So between 60,000 and 80,000 thoughts that you have a day, some of those thoughts could be negative and not only could they be negative thoughts, but you are actually able to respond or to, to act on things just because they were hidden in your subconscious. And so I think that is just, first of all, that speaks volumes because it's like, we don't even realize what we don't realize. Right. So um, think about the many experiences that a person has had that could subconsciously control their day. Like I know when I was teaching, I have a lot of students that they had experienced so many things that those things subconsciously were re- replaying in their minds and they're having to, to deal with it or not deal with it. But then they don't really know how to respond. They don't re- know how to respond to 
to the actions or to the things that are subconsciously coming out of their minds. And we wonder why children at school misbehave. You know, when you ask them to sit down and work quietly, well, them having to sit in a quiet space, especially when subconsciously they have all of these thoughts running through their heads. And then sometimes it will pull on emotions that will open that emotional trap door. And then you want them to, to act like they don't have those thoughts and those, those feelings and those emotions. Well, emotions are messages from the subconscious mind and it's possible to you if you're taught you know if you're taught how to self-regulate if you're taught how to to respond when you have big emotions then it's possible for us to use these messages for more productive behavior because now we're able to process and try to see you know how can I respond effectively when these subconscious thoughts arise and this emotional trap door opens and then I have all of these big emotions. And so in order to do that, we have to be curious about where these emotions are coming from. And that's the problem, because if we don't have conversations with family members, you know, if we don't think back to the experiences that we may have thought um, had no effect on us and how we behave now, if we don't do those things, then it's hard for us to kind of find the origin to where these thoughts and these emotions are coming from and so the thing to realize is that everyone carries unprocessed emotions right from some type of experience to some type of degree but these emotions if they're not dealt with are not just going to go away and so it's not something that you say I'm just not going to think about it because remember these are subconscious thoughts and so if you don't deal with them if you don't even acknowledge that they're there these emotions become trapped and they can affect the way you think about yourself how you react to stress they can uh, affect your well-being your physical well-being they can affect your relationships with others because after all emotional baggage is where it gets the name from right emotional baggage is something that you're carrying around with you and so it's time for us to unpack the layers of how and where these emotions get stuck so that we can release what's weighing us down Perhaps you've heard of people, you know, crying during during yoga or they have these deep tissue massages and they have these emotional releases. We had a masseuse that who came on a couple of shows ago and she talked about these physically, emotionally releasing sessions that she would have with people once she was doing these deep tissue massages and they would literally cry out. Well, that's because when activated these emotional releases happen, right? You have stored all of this, you've trapped this in your body and it's not its not necessarily a scientific thing to say. You know, there's not really a scientific way to put it, but you're emotionally releasing all of this pent up, all of this trapped up tension that has not been dealt with. And the symptoms of traumatic stress can manifest physically. It does all the time. It causes, you know, the cortisol to rise. It causes inflammation in the body. And so all of these things are physically set up in the body. That's why the body keeps the score. And this is because the brain associates this area of your body with a particular memory, right? Often um, on a subconscious level, especially if the things that you've been experiencing um, or that you were exposed to as a child happen physically to you, right? These trapped emotions uh, are like carrying around a large backpack, right? It weighs us down. It impacts our mood. Um, it drains our energy a lot of the times and so we have to understand we cannot allow these trapped emotions to just sit there without being processed without it affecting us physically and emotionally according to Nelson three things happen when an emotion is experienced okay so one we develop an emotional vibration in our bodies and so you're starting to feel this in your in your body which is why when you process your emotions it's 
it's imperative that you figure out where in my body is it housed? Like, where do I feel this sensation of, of anger, of sadness, of anxiety? Because where you experience that is where the emotional vibration will take place. Number two, we feel the emotion and any thoughts or physical sensations associated with it when the mind and the body's interconnectedness comes into play. And so when your mind and when your body are starting to remember the experience or, or is triggered by um, the exposure to something, then those your mind and body starts to work together to to basically send an alarm to you, letting you know, like, I've been triggered. There's some type of emotional um, sensation going on in my body. And then number three, we move from the emotion by processing it. And that's why I'm a firm believer in um, making sure that you journal or, or do mindfulness, just different ways to process your emotions. Because if pro- emotions are not processed, within your body or process with you, they will find the path the least, least resistance. So they're going to stay there until somebody allows it to, to come out. Somebody allows it to be um, to where you, for one, you recognize it, right? And you, you're aware of it, but you say you identify it and you say, I'm going to process these emotions because if not, it's not going anywhere. They're going to stay housed and trapped into your body. And so, of course, we want to have more positive thoughts, right? We want we don't want to think about all of these negative things. But what happens when the trap door of negative thoughts opens and your thoughts are anything but positive, right? Because we cannot control how we respond to our subconscious thoughts. If we've been exposed to a negative event, that negative response and emotion can come as a result and we cannot determine how that's going to come out, right? So negative emotional energies that are stuck in the trap door present in different ways. And so if you're a listener and you're trying to say, well, I wonder do I have these trapped emotions um, that I'm not allowing to, to come out or when they come out is not because I have allowed it to, to be released, right? It comes out without me knowing it. And so it can present as resentment. It can re- uh, present as poor decision-making, as self-sabotaging, or you overreacting. Um, a lot of times when someone says, oh, you're overreacting, it's like you, they think that you're overreacting to what just happened, but they don't realize that you're reacting or you're responding to any emotional subconscious thought that comes out that may not be what they've seen. And then you can have increased stress and anxiety, depression and fatigue. And these emotions can also kickstart the sympathetic nervous system. I talk a lot about, you know, the body keeps the score and it creates these quick responses in your body. And so you may feel your heart heart pulsing or your muscles tightening when you become nervous or stressed. But that's because that emotional trap door has been opened. Right. And so making sure if any if I could tell you, leave with anything like making sure that you identify these emotions and where they're coming from. So when that trap door opens, it's like, oh, I know where that is. I know where that's coming from. Three reactions to emotional uh, traps are how you express your emotions uh, that you experience in any given situation, right? It's a direct result of childhood experiences and then cultural norms that you've been surrounded by when you're uh, a child. And so these things, for example, if you grew up in a home where strong emotions were constantly on display, right, you won't have trouble experiencing and expressing your big emotions. But think about those individuals who are in families where you're supposed to keep quiet about your feelings, right? You're not supposed to talk about it. So then you become 
uncomfortable letting other people know when you feel those big emotions, when you feel afraid or angry or even happy. And so once that emotional trap door is open, your response, depending on how you were raised and what you've experienced as a child, could fall into one of three categories. So I want you to think back. So if to my listeners, kind of take into account how you respond when your subconscious thoughts are triggered and released as emotions, right? They could be released as one of three things. Number one, you could have a knee jerk reaction trap. And so when you have that, you express a quick reaction based on your emotional experience. And this reaction can be the result of your amygdala hijacking the rest of your brain. And that's the alarm sound, right? That, that is the part of your brain that sounds the alarm that, okay, we've been triggered. And so now we, ha we have to react. How are we going to react? And when that happens, if your brain is hijacked because of an emotional experience, you can sense danger. You can leap to react based on emotional memory. So you're in fight or flight rather than relying on a slower, more rational frontal lobe thinking. And it can seem irrational to people who don't understand, right? You had this knee jerk reaction to something that is not even really there, but it's because that subconscious thought has arisen and now that trap door is open. And so these emotions, they come out easily and they come out with high intensity, right? It could come out as aggression. It can come out as joy, fear, sadness, disgust, or anger. But knowing that, okay, you know what? I'm responding to something within my subconscious and now I have this knee-jerk reaction is, is imperative. Just knowing which way you deal with these, these trap doors and these subconscious thoughts. And the second one is inaccessible emotions trap, right? These are, these are when your emotions exist inside of you, but they remain inaccessible to others. And, and even sometimes to yourself, right? You don't access these emotions, but they're still housed in your body. People have a hard time knowing when you feel big emotions because you hide them. You don't give others access to them. And even if the trap door is open, you're not 100% feeling those emotions, right? So they become off limits, you know, quite possibly it makes it harder for you to express empathy, which means you don't really have great relationships with people because you're not able to express empathy for others. Um, and it can strain those relationships because you're not giving people or yourself access to the things that you're feeling. And that happens sometimes as a result of just how you were raised. You know, if you weren't able to, to express or um, even to show these emotions or even taught how to express them and taught how to show them and process them. So that's why it's important for adults to, to teach children how to regulate their emotions or teach them to even be able to feel those emotions and talk about it. Because if they don't do it when they're younger, they're not going to be ready to do it when they become adults. And number three, lurking emotions trap. When you experience emotions intensely, but you've not been taught to express them, as I just said, they come out from, from childhood experiences, especially in those families. And I know y'all know what I'm talking about, where children are taught to be seen and not heard, right? So it's like, don't tell me about what you feel, how you feel and what you want, what you need, because you are supposed to be seen and not heard. And those types of families have... Um, children who grow up to experience lurking emotions traps or even those families where it's like boys are not supposed to cry so don't you cry you're you're supposed to be a big boy don't cry well what is that teaching them that's teaching them that i'm not allowed to show my emotions i'm not allowed to express when i'm feeling sad you know and so those people who experience this they try to hide their true feelings whether it's joy um, whether it's sadness or anger because these emotions tend to be hidden but still lurking and they lie they're lying um, in wait trying to emerge right so to me this is a sign of feeling like 
your feelings are invalid. And I think the problem with that is, is if we don't allow children, if we don't allow adults to express their emotions, we are basically telling them what you feel is not valid. And I think there's a problem um, with that, because if you feel like your emotions aren't valid, then why would you even try to process them? Right. It's hard to process your emotions if you feel like they're not valid. And so I think that's the number one thing, especially um, educators and parents and teachers. We have got to teach them that if a child comes to you and they're trying to express to you any kind of emotion, you know, whether it's big or small, the first thing that you should do is validate that emotion, whether it's the time or place to deal with it at that moment or not validate that emotion and then tell them, okay, you know, we could talk about it later or I need you to do this right now, but then later on we'll have a time where we can discuss this. But making sure that you don't um, make them feel like what they're feeling is not important because that that gives them the notion that, um, first of all, I need to shut down. Any emotions I feel, I need to shut it down. It's going to cause them to shut down their emotions. And it's not. It's going to cause them to not want to process it. And then their response, you won't be able to... Um, to pretty much you won't be able to pick how they respond their response could come out as you know ripping up paper turning over desks and those things and then you want to ask what's wrong with them what was wrong with them is that you're not validating how they're feeling in the moment and I think that's that's detrimental to uh, balancing the classroom I think it's detrimental to balancing just the the emotions of children when you make it make them feel like what they feel is not valid and those who fall in this this category, this lurking emotions trap category, um, a lot of times their emotions betray them, right? So they start oozing out of them even when they're trying to conceal them, which can lead to miscommunications and conflict with others. So say, you know, you're in your head and in your heart, you're really upset with somebody and you continue to say, oh, I'm not mad because you're you're hiding it, Right. Your mouth and head may say that you aren't upset, but your face will tell it all. And a lot of people tell me all the time, if my mouth, if my mouth doesn't say it, my face will. And that happens a lot of times when you try to hide these emotions or suppress these emotions, but they ooze out anyway. It comes out anyway because you cannot always control emotions. Now, there's a way to manage them, but you can't always control them. And so we have to teach our children. We have to teach ourselves or, or get some type of knowledge of how can we manage these emotions to where they don't come out in ways we don't want them to but when they do come out then we know that it's valid you know and we know how to process them because all in all when emotions are caught in an emotional trap but triggers arise when you're triggered the brain may disconnect from reality or replay a traumatic event in the form of a flashback and when that happens who knows how it's going to come out right so you have to process your emotions a great way to do that um like i said is guided journaling right i love guided journaling because it you're always able to identify what triggers bring out the emotion that you're feeling right and then you identify the emotion that you're feeling what is this emotion and where in your body do you feel it that's talking about those body sensations um, what can you do to work or to process this emotion work it out of your body um, out of your mind what kind of tools and strategies can you use to process it and how can you affirm yourself as you move on from this experience I always love leaving either my clients or when when children are or adolescents or adults are using 
um, our guided journal, All In My Feelings, at the end, it's always leaving you with an affirmation. So what affirmation do you want to say to yourself that helps you to move on to this experience and helps you to get back to a regulated state of mind, right? A lot of people, they focus on the present, which you should. You should focus on the present. But once you realize that these emotions that you're having are just messages that indicate you need to do something different, then you can set those things aside and move on from them quickly after you've processed them, right? This could be done by acknowledging that the emotion that you're feeling is just a message. It might have come from a trap door that's been, you know, um, suppressed for a while. But then you ask your subconscious mind, how can I move on from this? How can I process this? Or what do I need to do to move on? Asking these questions assigns your subconscious mind um, the task of finding a way to move forward swiftly and effectively. And so once you've asked these questions, shift your attention, you know, try to to take something from it, something that you can do to achieve using your subconscious mind in a positive way. And so to do that, cut yourself off in the middle of a negative thought. And so if, if a negative thought arises and you can, you know that this is a negative thought, you've experienced it, you say, you know what, girl, we do not have time for that. You cut that negative thought off out and replace it with mindfulness replace it with gratitude you know practice gratefulness think about all of the things all of the people and the experiences that you're grateful for and then that becomes out of those 60 to 80 thousand subconscious thoughts you have you're now turning them to positive subconscious thoughts right learn to trust the subconscious you know it's natural to wonder if you have the ability or the confidence in your subconscious mind to do this but as with everything we do in life right we must learn and so you have to learn to train transition or to train your mind to go to the positive first and to do that you know read books on it read books on you know transforming your minds you know after several unsuccessful conscious efforts to find a way to do something different clear your mind and breathe breathing is a wonderful tool it helps you just to reset to refocus and it allows you to find the solution that you need right and once you do that the openness the and the the reflection that you'll find and that you'll feel, you'll be able to learn to provide yourself with the things subconsciously that you need. So what do I need to do? You need to figure out how can you replace your feelings of fear, anxiety, frustration, anger, envy, or procrastination with those of joy, peace, and fulfillment. And then immediately move forward to conscious activities, right? So practice um, spending time with family, with loved ones, taking walks, doing exercise, those things to get your mind and body moving to more enjoyable life experiences. And so I hope that, you know, the conversation I've had today is going to help you to realize that there are times when subconsciously, you know, negative thoughts take over and you're not able to get yourself back into a regulated state. But there are things that you can do because the emotional trap door is there. But when it opens, how are you going to respond? What response is going to come out? And how valid are you going to make sure that you feel about the way that you handle those responses? And so with that, I'll leave you with the teaching through the eyes of trauma takeaways. Number one, In order to release repressed emotions, acknowledge your feelings. Number two, process your trauma. Number three, be intentional about positive thoughts. Number four, practice stillness. And number five, heal first, educate always. 
thank you so much to all of our listeners for joining us here today as we talked about um, the emotional trap doors. And if you or your organization is in need of professional development or intervention service or even just a, a consultation, please visit us at innerearagency.com. That's I-N-N-E-R-E-A-R-A-G-E-N-C-Y.com. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week.